a lot of people appear like they come to my retreats and they come to work with me. They're beautiful. They have money. They have um, a beautiful practice and they're suicidal mm -hmm. and they don't understand these roots. And more and more, I see it when I work with them that it's about their family tree. There are issues with the ancestors and then yeah. and not to see it as connected. I feel like we've overlooked this in the Western world. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to your favorite podcast. Hi, Vibrant. We are super excited to be back with you with another awesome episode per usual because we like to produce one every week for you guys to help you live your best life, raise your vibration, feel good, heal, be empowered, all those magical things. And today we have a very special guest on. Her name is Spring Washam. She is a teacher, a medicine woman, and a spiritual abolitionist. And today's conversation is going to be a juicy one. So hang in there, get ready for some wisdom and some hopefully practical advice on how we can heal as a society and move forward in the direction of compassion, love, and just being the change makers that we are. I know people listening to this podcast want to help usher in heaven on earth. And I believe that today's guest is really going to help us with that agenda. So Spring, thank you for being here. Thank you. I'm so happy to join you both today. Yes, we're excited. Lindsay, um, Kelsey, take it did away. you even introduce us today? No, Kelsey I Kelsey and Lindsay, at your service. <laughs> yes. Podcasters extraordinaires. Um, Spring, hi, I'm so happy to have you and talk to you. And this is very intriguing. I don't think we've ever had a spiritual abolitionist on before. And I am very excited to talk about that. But before we get into like the deep, deep, what brought you, and this might be deep, deep, but what brought you here? What is your, just tell us anything you want as much or as little about your journey. What brings you to this work and just kind of, yeah, your journey. <laughs> Yeah, that's always like a big question. It is. Big answer, it? right? Like, where did this all begin? And it's kind of like, where <laughs> Tell do us I everything. Start? Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I'll just kind of do some snapshots about um, how I got to this place. I think as a really young teenager, I got interested in psychology just because trauma, growing up with crazy parents and abandonment and poverty, all the issues that, you know, that we have to overcome some of us in this life, it kind of brought me to the point of really reflecting on suffering. Like, why is it like this? Yeah. Why are the people around me um, like this? What is this about? So that led me onto a path of psychology and then meditation. And um, when I was very young, I got involved in first self-realization fellowship with Paramahasa Yogananda that whole community. And then that led me into going deeper into the Buddhist practices of Vipassana, insight meditation. And when I found that path, I really felt at home. Um, and then to spend years practicing, years on retreats and traveling and going to Asia and coming back. And then that led to me becoming a teacher at a community called Spirit Rock Meditation Center in Marin and um, north of San Francisco and opening a meditation community, being a founder of a big community in downtown Oakland. And that just led me, you know, step by step, always really interested in how to heal, how to liberate the mind, freedom, consciousness, that led me into just working with plant medicine as I discovered new ways to heal trauma that, you know, so much of our work is about trauma these days. Mm -hmm. And, and that led me into creating another organization, blending Buddhism and plant medicine, uh, working in the jungle in Peru, been doing that for 10 years and then writing along the way. So just my own experiences and so that's a short, you know, that's, that's a, that's a <laughs> I do, <laughs> I do have a, a nice, um, kind of a, a question that I don't really ask a lot, but I, I really want to ask you and see, see what happens. Was there a point on your journey of, because it all sounds like, you know, 
as a teenager, I was just so interested and same, by the way, we sound very similar. Like I, I was like, what makes our brains the way they are? Like, why are the people around me like this? <laughs> you know, why do we, why do we, why? And uh, psychology, yeah, was definitely my, my first um, spark of interest. But on your journey, was there a moment where you thought, or maybe where you just doubted the, the path that you're on. Did you ever have a moment where it just felt too hard, too difficult? You were just maybe cracked open and you didn't really know what the next step would be or what next step to take. Was there a moment like that for you? And if so, how did you navigate through it? So I think that's a, where a lot of people get like stuck, you know? Mm -hmm. I understand that. I can really relate to that. I think that it was really depression initially getting, you know, and I think that's the place where a lot of people find themselves with this like feeling of hopelessness and despair. Helplessness. Yeah. Helplessness and not knowing what path is the right path. Where's the path to happiness? What's going to help me feel better? I think that's where a lot of people are right now. And that's what led me into deeper spiritual practices that's what actually got me into meditation was this debilitating depression mm -hmm. that i had when i was really young and i've had periods after that of feeling depressed i think that one was the hardest that one was the kind of one where you question do i want to live in this human body is this yeah you know i think that's the question do i want to be here um how do i be here what what do i need and so that actually is what led me into thinking I'm going to work with my mind. I want to understand consciousness. I always knew this is something I think about me. I always knew that the suffering has something to do with my mind. Uh, I always knew that it wasn't externalities, although I could point and go, it's my mother. It's yeah. my mother. It's the, I was like, it's the way I think I have a thinking problem. I just didn't know how to, what that meant. I didn't have tools to work with my thoughts, you know, consciously at that young age but i always knew that if i could work with my mind um i could be feel better i could become better and i would feel less suffering oh i mm. love that answer and i think you're absolutely right um people will want to hear that and say mm, yeah except in my situation it's my parents or except in my situation like they're always going to find some exception but i think if you can zoom out everyone lovely beautiful listener zoom out and just wonder about that you know what if what if I could transform a big part of my life if not my whole life by examining how I react to things how I how I take things and how I understand and perceive certain things you know very exactly. good question and we do we are deeply impacted it's not to negate the impact of our parents at yeah. all it's not to say that your stories or your trauma isn't real and isn't impactful it's just at a certain stage, we recognize that it's the freedom is going to be our liberation, not theirs. Like, yeah, there, you know, and there's a shift that happens between looking at them and going, wait a minute, you know, because it's hopeless to change, to change my parents. Yeah. Oh, my. I don't know about you, but yeah. I, I'd be waiting for 20 lifetimes. Oh, yeah. So, but I know what I can change. And I think that's the shift is the power kind of comes back onto you and you, you think I can. I have to work with my mind now directly. I can't try to fix that or want a better past. Yep. Beautiful. Right. It's like, I can't change everything about my life in this moment, but I can change the way that I'm looking at it. I can change what I make things mean. I can change mm -hmm. like the significance that I'm assigning to these different things that are happening to me to turn it into something that is empowering. And I'm really resonating with your story because mine's very similar um, also, I grew up in Petaluma, which is in, so in the area. Um, yeah, but yeah, at a young age, just hitting that rock bottom of like, mm, need to figure out a way where I want to be here and I can actually enjoy my life because it's too, it's too hard and too heavy when you get stuck in these mind patterns of just no matter what's happening externally, you can get so stuck in this hole, like the mental hole. And I think it's really beautiful that we're just normalizing this experience for people because I yeah. think a lot of people on the spiritual path maybe think that they're the only ones going through that or who have gone through it. And I think 
a lot of the path of awakening and becoming more enlightened and becoming more empowered first starts with experiencing the opposite, right? Feeling really disempowered, feeling really low, feeling confused, feeling sad. And um, yeah, just thanks for sharing yeah. that. It's a really beautiful yeah. story of transformation. I, I think you were right when you said, uh, I don't remember exactly how you said it, but basically people are more willing to talk about, you know, their trauma, like people are talking about it. And mm -hmm. in a way that we never were, I'm going to say in a way that personally, I never felt safe talking about, it's just not something you talk about, but, and I don't like a lot of trends on social media, but this is one I think I can get behind where like, let's just all acknowledge that we got stuff. Everybody's got stuff. And I'm not saying to air out your dirty laundry on the internet, but what I am saying is we should have a certain level of empowerment to be able to share our story if if for no other reason than perhaps to help someone else or to feel em empowered in the way that you probably couldn't as a kid or that you didn't as a kid and it, and that it's it's okay to discuss it's okay to acknowledge and it's okay to just be in that space of this is this is what happened this is this is where this is why I am who I am and this is how I got here you know yeah. i think it's very important and I think that, you know, one of the traps about talking about trauma is not talking about solutions and healing right. modalities. Before right. when I was growing up, you know, the dirty laundry was like Jerry Springer show and these crazy talk shows. Maury it was Povich. never Yeah, Maury Povich. There was never like the steps that it was yes. just like aired, right? And everyone's like, ah, and then the show ends. Yeah, we this feed on the toxicity. Yeah, yeah. we're like, yeah. well, what good is talking about? Now we actually know more about trauma. We know, understand the mind-body mm -hmm. connection. We understand, hey, this is, these are ways that we can work with it. So now that there's more strategies Yes. Um, and there's more ability to actually tackle it before it was just, yeah, here yeah. it is. There's so much more support. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Beautiful. I really well, want to talk about your new book. Yes. Let's talk about her new book. Yes. I'm very curious. So for anyone who doesn't know, her new book is called The Spirit of Harriet Tubman, which I have not read yet. I just learned about it today when I was researching you, but <laughs> it worry. sounds really cool. And I'm curious, like, did Harriet Tubman, do you consider her like one of your spirit guides? Was she coming to you in visions? Like what inspired you to write this book and spread her medicine? Yeah, I mean, the it was a whole different experience when Harriet Tubman kind of appeared. And I tell the whole story in these 12 chapters. So I'm so excited. If you get a chance to read it, you'll see like I lay out. This was, I was not obsessed about Harriet Tubman before this. I wasn't like... I mean, I loved Harry Tubman. Who doesn't? You hear the story, and you're like, oh my God, this is like someone who's, you know, worthy of a lot of respect and admiration and a great historical figure. Um, but it came about in 2020, in the summer of 2020. Ooh, when what a year. Oh my God. And that, that well, summer vintage. of 2020 was like <laughs> the crack in the foundation of reality. It was, yep. the Matrix exploded, you know? And it was in that moment where Harriet kind of flew in and and then became kind of like, I, I'll say an ally ancestor, mm. wanted to share more about their story, um, more about their heart. There's a lot of historical books written, you know, and Harriet was like, I don't need historical books. I need the book about my spirit. So hence the the spirit of Harriet Tubman awakening from the underground and just this energy of Harriet awakening. Um, and I believe that Harriet Tubman is awakening right now because she represents our United States and around the world. There's a certain kind of racialized suffering, right? Let's yeah. just own that. And she kind of is a unique medicine bomb for that particular stream. And I feel like she's coming back to just help, right? There's a there's battles looming, you know, and they're growing. And it's like, wow, who who can we get support and guidance? Who's been there before? Yeah. Well, this ancestor. Um, and I believe it's, I like to describe it more of a conversation with an ancestor, who, by the way, is not just my ancestor. She's yours. She's everyone's right. ancestor. She's primordial ancestor. Um, I like that you say ally ancestor. That's just, it's awesome. It's a beautiful term for that. And I, yeah. I agree. I think that it doesn't have to be 
our ancestors in particular, especially those, those like, I don't know a better word than to say like a totem ancestor, like a quintessential representation of this idea of, of weaponized racism medicine, right? That, that anti, uh, anti-weapon or whatever, that kind of energy should belong to everyone who lives here and has a skin in the game. And I think it's beautiful that you that you say that like we if, if if that's the journey that we claim like yeah she's here to help and I think that's beautiful can we just talk about for people who don't know so like Harriet Tubman just like came to you just appeared to you and was like hey I need you to say some stuff is that what happened kind of I'm still first of all I'm fascinating. still processing the story the book the whole <laughs> yeah. thing it wasn't anything that I had anticipated yeah. writing I've written one book I was in the middle of writing another book about shamanism and healing and trauma And then what happened was um, it was during May of 2020 and she came first in a very powerful, like visionary dream. And I was running and I was being chased and, and then I was, Oh my God, goosebumps everywhere. My hands were burning and I was like holding on to something and I was like, what's going on? And I could, I could feel the danger. And the next thing I know, I realized I'm hanging on to the back of Harriet Tubman's dress. And we're like, we're running. And that's the first chapter. This is how the whole thing started. I'm running. And I remember this whole episode. And after that, when I woke up, Harriet started coming in my consciousness all the time. And visions of her would appear in my mind while I was asleep. And when I was waking and I would, I started playing gospel music and I would feel her walking with me. And it was a lot around hands. It was Mm -hmm. like touching my hands and and now I've yeah, been, you mentioned your hands were burning in the dream like yeah, that's burning mm-hmm. and I was a lot of holding hands and feeling her touching me. And you know, I, I've been obviously I live in a I know we live in a multi dimensional universe. I've been working with plant medicine leading ceremonies for 12 13 years. I'm not unfamiliar (laughs) but this is the first time there was like a crossover this is the first time it was like oh my god wait something's happening beyond the normal you know and and then after that it became i put a out a five-week course because remember at that time everybody was putting their work on zoom so i got well i'll just put out a five-week class maybe somebody else is feeling harriet tubman so i literally just put a little thing to my mailing list and i had hundreds of people the event went viral and how the book happened was that while i was teaching this five-week class and those sea of zoom faces you know when you have hundreds of people on the zoom my publisher had joined the class the vice president of hay house saw me teaching secretly in a way was on the five-week course and just kind of lurking looking at you just there you you know Uh learning and being there and then it was like you have to write a book back by popular demand i am hosting another radical self-love retreat this october of 2023 this retreat is for you if you want to heal play laugh cry, raise your vibration, and do all the fun and spiritual things with myself and other like-minded women in paradise. See for yourself why past retreat attendees have called this trip the best week of their life, a phenomenal experience, and totally life-giving. We'll be doing yoga every morning overlooking the ocean, healing our inner children, having a cacao ceremony, bonding with other amazing women, sunbathing on the beach, relaxing by the pool, riding ATVs through the Sierra Madre Mountains, and so much more. And did I mention that this retreat comes with one month of coaching with me for free, which is normally $1,200? Just another reason why this retreat is so much more than your typical yoga retreat or girls trip. It's a whole week specifically designed and dedicated for your up-levelment and self-lovery. So what are you waiting for? Join us in October by applying today at kelseyaida.com slash retreat. Pro tip, when you bring a friend, you each save $500 on enrollment. So definitely invite someone special. And I cannot wait to see you gals there. kelseyaida.com slash retreat. So that's how I never had an intention. I never was like, oh, I'm going to write a book about Harriet Tubman. It didn't even occur to me until the series of events began to unfold. This sounds awesome. Wow. Okay. So 
Yeah. I wonder what that is about, about the hands and like, maybe that's, maybe she, or maybe you are, what is that called? Um, Claire. Sentient. Is that, is that with the touch? That's what they call it. Claire mm. aesthetic, <laughs> like physical, Claire physical, but where you kind of receive the information through that sense, the, the texture sense, instead of like smell or sight or uh, hearing because some people hear voices Did yeah you ever it was all of that it was the it was all of it book is about the whole journey of all oh my of gosh that. I and cannot wait to read this <laughs> and it was like this is how it happened I tried to be very accurate like th this wasn't you know this is what unfolded this is what you know and so yeah. it kind of mapped out um does she still kind of hang out with you um yeah it's it's there I think when we have a specific task that I think Harriet and I kind of merged a mm. little bit, our energies merged. So when I'm doing an interview, when I'm teaching a class or something like that about it, I notice I start getting really hot and nice. I start to tingle, like I'll, I'll feel the energy of it. Um, but I'm still, again, learning and integrating. For me, I was like, the book was one piece, but for the rest of my life, I'll be talking about Harriet Tubman uh -huh. and the spirit of Harriet Tubman in some way. Um, so I'm also like, it's a, it's a soul contract yeah. that I never anticipated, not this kind with, with this particular ancestor, but maybe not as a human, but in your soul form, you were like, all right, me and you, Harriet, let's go. Obviously that's <laughs> let's what go. I read. Yeah, she was like, you agreed to this a long time yeah. ago and now the time. And it is sounds like, it sounds like you were the perfect person at, you know, to, to do this with her. So that is, or, you know, for her to do this with you, it just sounds like a match made in heaven, literally. <laughs> well, I questioned that for a long time and tried to get out of it. Yeah, of course. Like, yeah. Maybe you need a historian. This yeah. is crazy. I'm Buddhist. I'm like a, a, yeah. a lead shamanic retreat. I don't, I didn't feel like the fit for it. I was like, yeah. you need to call these other, you know, real historians. Um, I dropped out of college. You know, I'm not, no, no, no. I tried to get out of it, but you know, you could imagine that you have a contract at some You're point in it now. You have to deliver on what you agreed. So. Yeah. And clearly people are loving the delivery and it's exactly what, what the world needs, especially here, you know, especially in where we live in this country, I think. Well, it's a certain kind of suffering that we're all being with, um, constantly bombarded by images of police murdering people and statements and it, it's it's painful it's hard to even fully turn toward i mean yeah. a lot of us where it's just a background noise but that noise is going to get louder again that's my my feeling and how do we deal with it how do we how do we deal with that and so it's it's intense yeah. um so yeah. how do we deal with that <laughs> now that you've been working with harriet, harriet for come some hang out time. with us <laughs> What, what do you yeah. feel like are her main like solutions, yeah. messages, um, way, new ways, or maybe not new ways, but natural ways of operating where we can start to move as a society mm -hmm. more towards love, compassion, understanding? Yeah, and this is what's really hard, you know, about people on the spiritual path, because I've run into different types of people. You know, I run into people, you know, with, like in the Buddhist tradition, they talk about, you know, two realities. There's two, there's ultimate truth, which we're all made of stars. You know, we're all interconnected. We're star seeds. We're, you know, and then there's the other level, which is like the karmic level, the mm -hmm. relative level that we also, everything matters. <laughs> you know, it's like nothing matters and then everything matters. And we're holding these polarities. And so on one level, we, we don't recognize the ultimate reality that we're interconnected and we're brothers and sisters and that we're here. You know, we, some people just want to focus on that level, right? We're, why are we talking about any of this? This doesn't even, it doesn't exist. Well, it it's does. not real. It's all it's a video not, game. Yeah, yeah, I hate people say that. Who cares about the polar bears? It's a dream, right? And yeah, and, and then, but there is a lack of compassion and yeah. a real awareness because like both are true, the ultimate and this relative level where we have names and bodies and colors and 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 so we had to so somehow reconcile both on the spiritual path 
and that's challenging. And some people get too much in the relative level and they just battle it out and they don't see, hey, honey, we're also made of stars, let go, right? There is, both have to be in balance. So I always like to start the conversation with honoring the two truths that are simultaneously what we're holding. One could even refer to them as parallel realities. That's another, I think, way we could talk about it. But I think the book in itself is extremely hopeful. You know, it's like, thank God. <laughs> yeah, it's very hopeful. And it's also intense. That's the feedback I've been getting for some people who don't know history. Mm -hmm. um, it's intense to actually come to grips with what has happened in the country. You know, Harriet was born into slavery, a system that was fully sanctioned Full, you know, and that's hard. And a lot of people right now, they don't want to go past into the past um, because it's painful. Yeah. And there is something that Harriet's inviting us into, like, hey, this is my life. If you want to understand my spirit, you must understand what happened to my grandmother who was on, you know, who was a part of being brought to, from Africa. You have to understand she was sold into slavery. You have to understand my grandmother. To get my spirit, you got to do this kind of work. And that's not easy, um, but it's in the spirit of liberation. You know, none of us want to do our work, but you know, you got to go deep in order to move yeah. forward. You got to understand how we got here in order to be a healing agent, right? A lot of people go, well, why is everyone talking about all this? I don't understand. Why are people upset? It's like, well, let's talk about what led up to this. Isn't that so common? Like in a family situation, right? We mimic the family is like, why is everybody mad? Well, look what happened to our grandmother. And like, you know, we have to be yeah. willing to do some of that work. So the book is like Harriet's life takes us on this journey. And through her, we learn about more of history and that could help us be more compassionate and also tips on how to be an agent of change, how to be mm -hmm. a support to healing the wound and we all have a part to play in it, even if we don't believe that we do. You know, we all have a connection. We all have something as being American citizens, as being global citizens. We could ignore it, but if we're healers, why? Yeah. You know, I think one of the biggest things that we need to be able to be more compassionate is just to stop being so automatic, you know, in family systems. And in history, I think we've become accustomed to things and we've stopped asking why we do things the way we do. Why do my, why does my thought pattern automatically go to this when I see this on the news? Why do I, you know, and I'm just asking more questions. Why do I act this way? Why do I think this way? Well, because my grandparents probably thought that, okay, well, what, why? <laughs> like once you ask certain questions, you don't even have to get that deep to know it makes zero sense. Some of the stuff that we just kept doing over generations because it was the norm and it was um, accepted and, and I no longer accept. And I think if, if a lot of us no longer just accept what is automatic and what may feel automatic to us, it just, you, once you realize it makes no sense, it's easier to be like, oh, okay, well, let's do things a little different maybe. <laughs> yeah, and I think some of the, the encouragement here is also to open to people's own ancestry, to know mm -hmm. where your people are from. For me as a healer, now we're I talking. see this as the biggest issue a lot of people have that is, I just wrote an article for Health and Spirituality Magazine about healing our ancestral lineage mm. because a lot of people appear like they come to my retreats and they come to work with me. They're beautiful, they have money, they have um, a beautiful practice and they're suicidal. And they don't understand these roots. And more and more, I see it when I work with them that it's about their family tree. There are issues with the ancestors. And then yeah. and not to see it as connected, I feel like we've overlooked this in the Western world because yeah. in indigenous culture, we are who we are because our great, great, great grandmother, you know, right. we don't see a lineage connection in our culture. We just like, I appear here. It doesn't really matter. Right. I'm like, I sprouted no. out of the ground. <laughs> yeah. Like you're part of a thread, a tapestry. Yeah. And Since the beginning, like this is yes. what we forget. Like you didn't just come in the 2000s. You weren't just born in like for me, 1985. You were, you have DNA from thousands of years ago still. 
hundreds of years ago at the very least. Like you're, pe- you have people. First right. of all, I'm a genealogist, so this is this is ah, my that's your thing. We're talking now, but yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's incredibly important. People that maybe have had zero interest in the past, once they find out a little bit about their story, there it just changes everything for them. And there is this huge you know, passion, everybody, I don't know anybody who hasn't done one or two DNA right. tests in the last two years on the ancestry. Everyone's like, oh, I'm from here. Well, but yeah. we don't, we don't go a step further with that. Mm. Like where, for me, I think it's important. I always ask people, where are your people from? Where yeah. did they die? Where were they buried? You yeah. need to know this, whether it's Ireland, Ghana, India, or, you know, North or all Carolina. of the above. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, you need to know this because your ancestors are alive in you. And so we need to know this. So there is a connection around Harriet Tubman being an ancestor and her encouraging people. Your ancestors are listening every second, just so you know that there's like a part where she's like every moment, every prayer, they're here every word, although you may not realize it. So how does genealogy cross into our spiritual path? And how do we start to understand this information that affects our mental health? Yeah. So this is a big piece that I work with people. And once we start doing the ancestor work, their energy clears. They felt suddenly feel like I'm happy. Okay, old debts are paid, <laughs> right? Yeah. We put these bones to rest finally, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, we have to do that. Everybody says, well, why me? It's like, because you're here an awake you're not one. the only one <laughs> you're the conscious one i don't know right? if you want to hear this but you you chose it like you picked this family when you came here you chose this so let's go you know but how to put that in a way that people understand as part of their spiritual yes. work and and a lot of people say that i meet people have you ever met people who say i feel like i'm doing work but it's not mine yeah mm-hmm all the time we hear this, right? I'm doing this stuff, but it's on my energy. It's my mother's. Well, that's part of this ancestor piece. It's like, yeah, yeah exactly. Cycle <laughs> you know? breakers. And what helped me, cause I've always been interested in family tree stuff. I've always been interested in genealogy and also uh, the soul, like <laughs> the, 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 the lives of the soul, the soul's yeah. journey. And I had a big struggle for a while of like, well, okay, so what am I then? Am I soul or am I DNA, because I know that things travel through DNA, but how do I reconcile that with the fact that like, I am a, a, a an amalgamation of every experience my soul has had and, okay, all of the losses and triumphs and challenges and successes and pain and beauty that my ancestors have gone through. And it's just, it kind of breaks your brain a little bit, but it's also very beautiful to know like you are a mix of all of it. And you are, if you're listening to this, you're probably a cycle breaker. I'm just going to put it out there. So it's just yes. it is what it is. <laughs> and all chains can be broken. Yeah. Harriet Tubman said that many times throughout this. That's talk. beautiful. All chains can be broken of oppression. And, um, and there's just something really important, you know, that I want to start teaching through this work about healing our ancestors. And, and once I think people understand their own ancestral lineage, it gives them more compassion for other people naturally. Yeah. Oh, you're from the Philippines. Oh, you're from here. Oh, there's less a sense of separation. And it becomes like, I don't know, there's something about doing that work on a deep level that changes your heart. You see the interconnection. You yeah. see that we're all trying to evolve. We all have this stream in us. And I think DNA, isn't it it just is an expression of this right about the soul it's like a physical expression of the soul's markers you know switches on switches off we know we can change it epigenetics you know we can oh i love this guest oh my gosh you know things and this is what i'm really about is you know and and that's why on the cover of my book on the top of Harriet Tubman's head is a DNA spiral. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's what this work is about is putting these things to rest and this heals our DNA. You know, if we can make this movement happen, we're not passing this on to future generations. Hey, Lindsay here. Have you seen what's new inside my Align Your Mind membership? 
Members already get instant access to my best hypnotherapy audios, mindset hacks, manifesting methods, and more on demand right at their fingertips. But now when you join AYM, you'll also get a major VIP level upgrade with my brand new goal-focused hypnotherapy toolkits. These toolkits inside AYM are carefully curated hypnotherapy bundles designed with your specific goals in mind. Whether you desire to call in more money consistently, get out of the mindset rut that you're in, renew your passion and confidence, manifest with more ease and power, cultivate more self-love and inner knowing, or finally release the burdens from your past and heal, once your subconscious mind is on board with your goal, it's a done deal, and that's what my toolkits are designed to do for you. So if you're ready to rewire your mind, release what's holding you back, and manifest your desires with ease, the AYM membership is where it's at. Just hit the link in the episode description and start embodying your highest potential. I have exciting news. I'm hosting a giveaway with one of our previous podcast guests who you might recognize from episode 159, all about loving your body unconditionally, Miss Lizzie Cangro, who is also a self-love advocate. She really specializes in more of the body space and I'm more the mind mindset space. And together we have combined resources to create an awesome giveaway for you guys with over $1,000 in self-love goodies and prizes. The giveaway runs February 1st to 14th, and the winner will be announced on Valentine's Day. If slash when you win, you'll receive a copy of my new book, the mini book of self-love for the modern woman, a copy of Lizzie's book, Reclaim the Rebel, 12 Rebellious Acts to Achieve Unconditional Love for Your Body, a $500 gift card to attend this year's Radical Self-Love Retreat with me in October, and a $500 gift card to work with Lizzie one-on-one. So- you can learn more about the giveaway and enter at kelseyaida.com slash 2023 giveaway and, and, and everyone who enters gets a free habit tracker to help support your self-love journey. So go and enter no matter what, you're going to get an awesome little freebie and you have the chance to win over a thousand dollars in self-love prizes, resources, and awesomeness. Good luck. And the struggle. Um... So it's just, yeah, we could talk about that. We could talk about long. this all yeah. day. I, I, I'm really into the DNA ancestor work. Well, and... we can talk about that on Patreon because they, <laughs> yes, we talk about let's we dive want. into that a little more in the Patreon. We can all share a little bit about our mm-hmm. DNA. And I think um, you'll be happy to hear a cool story about one of my ancestors, my grandfather, who I never met. And he um, died from a horse riding accident when he was younger. So I never got to meet him. And I think he passed away when my mom was like six is my mom's dad. And I just printed a huge picture of him in my entryway. Mm. And it is so cool. I will maybe show it to you after the call because I think you'll appreciate it. But I was so excited to do that because it looks like a piece of art that you would find like in a museum, except it's my grandfather doing something that he used to love to do. So it's it's so cool. And do you Very like cool. horses? Yeah, that's like one of my spirit animals. So that that's already like a connection, you know, we have a lot of connections. Yeah, Yeah. I feel very connected to him, especially just learning more about him and then just feeling into his energy. And as I grow up, I'm like, wow, we're so the same. Like he used to love to perform. He was a super high achiever. He loved animals. He had a great sense of humor. He loved being a parent, like so many parallels. And it's it's really cool to explore that. So I would say everyone definitely explore your heritage, your lineage, ask questions to the people who are here, ask for pictures. I feel like yes. pictures are so, I don't know, for me, I get so psychically activated when I see a picture, I can tell Absolutely. so much about somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you don't have pictures of your ancestors, find some, keep them around. I mean, there are so many ways. What are like some of your favorite ways to start tapping into the energy of one's ancestry and connecting with their people? Well, you know, through writing this book, I was really reminded, you know, and um, I always remember also one of the the authors and poets that's my favorite is the great late Maya Angelou. And Maya Angelou wrote in one of my favorite poems about her grandmother or about called grandmother about I I come as one, but I stand as 10,000. And they used to always say that. She always would say, I come as one, but I stand as 10,000. And you could feel the power of those 10,000 ancestors when Maya was standing up, a poem was being read. I mean, all in interviews, it was like, wow, this power of this amplification. 
And I just remember always feeling like, wow, this is so powerful. And your ancestors will also, I think it's just starting a relationship. Imagine, I tell people to do visualizations where they imagine all their people sitting around them in a sacred fire, in a circle, and you're inviting them in. It's just kind yeah, of like a higher form of knowledge. You just invite them. And like next thing you know, you might find a picture of them on the horse and you, they'll start, <laughs> you know, and then it, I think that's exactly right. Photos, old, next thing you know, your someone in your family brings over all these historical things. And it's like, I felt called to bring this. They, there's a connection. The veil between this world and the spirit world is very thin right now. It's like that is exactly what happened to me, actually. I was it's like, like exactly getting into my family, one specific side of my family tree. And then an uncle and an aunt from different sides were on the same weekend. We're like, here's all of our photos that we've ever yeah. taken and ever inherited. And I was like, how'd you guys know? My ancestors are like, let's go. So I got yeah, a lot of stuff in like exactly. two days. Yeah. And that's what happens to people is that because they're hearing, okay, this is our opportunity. Yeah. And then we ask, what is unfinished in my family? What is unhealed? What is unresolved in me that I was, it was passed down. It could be violence. It could be the programs of hatred. It could be theft. It could be abuse. You know, we start to reconcile whatever is unfinished, whatever is, um, they, you know, the ancestors have work for us too. It's a relationship. Mm -hmm. And I highly recommend, oh, and now I don't remember her name. I'm going to find her out, but she, she wrote this book called Ancestral Tarot. And basically she uses a deck of regular tarot cards and you, and shows you how you can use it to connect and communicate with your ancestors in a safe way. She's also a genealogist, but, um, I get the book here. Hold on, guys. I have a tower of cards. <laughs> here it is. Ancestral Tarot. Nancy Hendrickson. I'm trying to get her on the show. So Nancy, if you're listening, we want to talk to you. But yeah, it, she goes through like easy, easy ways, you guys. If you're not into tarot, then, you know, as as Spring beautifully said, just invite them. Picture. You don't have to know what they look like to picture and visualize yourself surrounded by your team of ancestors they can be as vague or as specific as you'd like but they're there and they're waiting I actually made an ancestral altar which is another good way and it's not anything big like I'm I'm not like deep deep into it but I like candles there I do have pictures um and if you do have any then you can but if you don't you can just put flowers and light candles and say say a prayer talk to them 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 they're write listening. to them mm-hmm ask to see them in your dreams dude i ask them all the time and they never show <laughs> Come i literally on, guys. just like call 1-800-HEAVEN so this is so funny so quick story so the first time i ever like successfully practiced mediumship after a bunch of people told me i was a medium was with my grandfather not the one i just told you about a different one and i, I this was before my grandma had passed so at the time her husband had passed and i was like oh like nani i got all these messages from grandpa like i know it sounds weird but just like bear with me because my family like wasn't really into that kind of stuff <laughs> and so i was telling her what he said and all these things and literally all she had to say afterwards was like hmm so how does it work so like do you just like dial 1-800 heaven and then they pick up the phone because my grandma used to always make funny jokes like that and i was like well kind of yeah it's just like grandpa like where are you at i want to talk to you like let's have a conversation and i was able to you know connect and just open the portal in that way so it really can just yeah. be as simple as having the intention and i like to create like a little sacred space like maybe meditate for a couple minutes before mm -hmm. and just start inviting their energy in, asking for a conversation or a message or a feeling or however you um like to commune with people but it can be so simple yeah doesn't have to be like some crazy ritual it can just be like hey grandpa you there <laughs> yeah just it's about just starting where you are in a natural way it's just opening a a door in your mind though you know <laughs> and i think that's what this book is really about for me it was like this door opened and and so much happened you know for me just being open and and yeah it's just you know we're we're moving toward a different energy system now you know it's the energy of the air aquarian yeah <laughs> we have, it's more of spirit right it's more of as less earthy and more less dense things are moving faster more fluid and that's more of the 
what the spirit world operates on is kind of this air molecule mm-hmm. and uh, consciousness is more associated with air right and so um yeah we're just in a it's a change it's a shift so so what she's saying is there's never been a better time to open the conversation with your ancestors and also other spirits that are really powerful good spirits yeah good spirits being careful knowing that you know yeah you have to be able to differentiate so and have a clear mind Mm -hmm. (laughs) with what's coming through but you know you can also connect to harriet tubman harriet's like i'm out i'm around you know i'm out here yeah exactly (laughs) i feel like that's why harriet's like i'm back in consciousness yeah you know and and always impacted consciousness when they were alive you know in 1825 their life they impacted consciousness and now they're back kind of on a spirit level they they don't have to be in a physical body Mm -hmm. now they can work through the mind and the heart they can can show up in a dream to spring exactly and others they could show up with i'm not the only one now (laughs) no people writing me and they're like i had this i'm like you know there's a lot of magic around great spiritual beings and um she is also a great mystic is not that's also something to bring forward is this is not just like a woman who was a slave and was a conductor on the underground this is like a great prophetic being that's sort of unveiling that now and so so we're connecting to we need the spirit we need the support of the whole spirit world to get through this portal that we're all moving through we need all the guys all the angels all the ancestors and also we need to be telling the stories of these great beings over and over again because the negativity the brutality of the media and the stories being amplified So for me, telling stories of not only civil rights heroes, but any hero that fought for love and truth and humanity, those stories, I need to be telling them. So a lot of this work for me is that I'm a Dharma teacher, healer, but I'm a storyteller, right? So I'm going to tell you the stories of these great beings so we inspire each other to, to not lose hope because this negative force that's unleashed right now is so debilitating for a lot of our people. Not everybody can make it through this level without a connection to the divine. If you don't have that connection right now, you will um, choose to opt out in some way. It will overwhelm you. People are fragile right now in a way I haven't experienced. Uh, since I've been alive on the planet, maybe it was always that way, but there's a kind of calling out for help, Yeah, you know, from media celebrities to everyday people who are like, whoa, I'm dialing a 911. I'm having, a, you know, something's gone wrong here. So there's also something about telling these stories of courage of people who have endured resilience. Yes, mm-hmm. the stories of the resiliency and those carrying the banner of love and and unity and and change um, to kind of combat some of this violence that's being um, amplified, especially yeah. to young people. Um, they absorb it in a way that I, it's it's heartbreaking in a way. It's challenges yeah. that I didn't have that this generation has. Yeah, with, the, with media being such a huge. And I also think as a very general statement that a lot of this generation, uh, my kids are, I think what's, what's that generation? What, uh, Z maybe my, my oldest is 10. I don't know what the cutoff is, but yeah, they're going to come after that. They're they're coming through super empathetic, super compassionate, caring. The, the things that we grew up with do not make sense to them in the best ways. Like I was just talking to my son the other day, like we cannot um, watch any kind of movie, kids movie, especially without a biracial couple. And to me, I think that's, I never saw that growing up in Michigan. Like we never saw a biracial, I am a biracial couple. My husband is Mexican. So my kids, like this is normal, but they see like, we were just watching Lyle Lyle Crocodile and it was this um, Asian woman and she's the stepmom of this white man and and child. And I was just like, this is so cool that you are never, you don't have to look at this and be like, oh, they're a biracial couple. Like, it's just so normal to them. And I think that is one example, but there are so many examples of things that 
the lack of it wouldn't make sense. If he just saw only white people marry each other, he'd be like, what? That's so weird <laughs> because it is. Yeah. And I just, yeah, I just think that they, they're growing up in a, in a way that gives them such a broader scope of how beautiful life could be. Um, like I, I, and I'm, I'm sure Kelsey to some extent, everyone in our generation had to like, we had to choose to opt out of that normal system that was just so like without even batting an eye that's normal we just opted out but they just they're just like free entry to this whole new broader like perspective and it's quite beautiful it's I feel great hope in the future generations whether it's generation z or what comes after that because I I agree with you there's so many star seeds they're showing up with different gender different identification they they're allergic to all this food this gmo food (laughs) they're allergic to the air like where are we (laughs) you know and i i see that sensitivity Mm -hmm. i i I meet people at a young age and so many of the youngest people are activists and are speaking out about the environment or or against oppressive regimes in the world or you know and i so i have always had great faith in this generation and i believe that um yeah they're different and Mm -hmm. their language is different and their perceptions are different and of course the oppression of that to stay with the old system is 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 so challenging you know and the hatred um like it's more work to stay in the old way of doing things than it is to just move into the bright future. Like kind of move into like <laughs> this. The world is moving more gender fluid. The world yeah. is it's like these are just how the kids are appearing. They're even not yeah. children. They're like questioning. <laughs> it's like we could go with it or we could you know imprison them. Yeah. You know? It's it's like what society are we going to be in? It's yeah. It's more just about the heart, and I think. That's the core of what I teach in my books and messages is just like, let's move toward the world that just embraces humanity. And finally, can we please yeah, like, it's isn't hard. It, come on, it's been thousands of years. We got this. Let's do it. Jeez. Well, the programs are hard. You know? <laughs> yeah. Programs are running strong. Yep. The force is strong. Yes. They're not going to go down without a fight. <laughs> That's no, what's happening right now. I, yeah, and I think that is what's fight. happening now. Okay, before we get into like, oh my gosh, there's so much to talk about. We got to move to Patreon. Um, Spring, this was so incredible. Thank you so much for being here. If you guys aren't familiar with uh, her or her work or your book, why don't you tell them where they can uh, kind of connect with you and get yeah, your book? Yeah, they can connect them. The book is available everywhere. So we're Amazon to all the independent bookstores. You can and it is a Hay House book? It's a Hay House book, yes. And you can also just connect with me in retreats, class, everything on my website, springwasham.com. Yay. Okay, guys, join us on the Patreon. If you're not a Patreon member yet, it's patreon.com slash high vibe. You get bonuses, exclusives, extended episodes, and more time to hang out with me and the lovely Kelsey. We will see you there. Have a wonderful week. Kelsey, anything you want to say? No, just keep connecting with your heart, your ancestors, (laughs) your lineage. We can all do this together and make the world a better place. That's all. All right, guys. (laughs) See you next week. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. Thank you to everybody who has left a review and shared the podcast with friends and family. We super appreciate it. It really helps the show a lot, especially because our goal is to get over 1 million downloads before the end of 2023. And we definitely need and appreciate your help to do it. You can further support the show by joining patreon.com slash high vibe to get exclusive content, extended episodes, bonuses, and more. Thanks again for listening. We love you so much. And we'll be back next week with another new episode. Bye. Bye.